Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, thank you for joining me today, and I'm glad that you're back. We are finishing up this part of this week on, on um, relationships. We, we, we've done a lot this week on, on how to do and why we're in relationship, but mostly the rules for relationship. So yesterday we talked about top sex, um, sex killers when we're doing sex and relationship killers. So we're going to kind of finish that. We may not finish today, so you're going to have to come back next Monday while I complete this whole top sex and relationship killers because we're kind of doing the month of relationships. So I will finish this up some, and then we may do a a wrap-up of that on Monday, and then we're going to do a whole bunch of new things on how to solve relationship problems, and specifically we're going to do some gender things and understanding the opposite sex so that we really can enhance our relationships, what makes men feel loved, what makes women feel loved, these types of things. So it's going to be really helpful. So th- this, this, when we started with this whole addictions, because we know that addictions is a big relationship killer, and it inhibits our ability in many ways to connect with God's self and others. And so we did that whole first, you know, of November, all about addictions. And then we did, you know, the connecting God's way and, you know, why God wants us in relationship and being made in the image of God and how we have relationship with ourself. And we had Karen Kingsbury with her book, In This Moment, which is all about just very poignant relationships in the inner city. And, and, and so that, that, was, that was a really fun interview. You, you would love that book. It's so timely. And, and then, you know, we're doing now, this week, specifically what relationships are about, how they look, how to have them be healthy. So we're going to finish up this part um, when it comes to the top sex killers. And we, we left on depression. We know that menopause makes it, it is one of the bigger issues. And, and these are things I, I tell women and men, if it's sexual um, dysfunction, and I'm not talking about sexual dysfunction because of abuse. I'm talking about our bodies are not doing what they're supposed to do. It can be very stressful and very difficult on a marriage. And, and, it, can, and it can be embarrassing or it can make us feel bad about ourselves. And this is where I want you to remind yourself, if this is an issue of aging, we have no control over it. We have more help than we ever have had um, in, in, in time. But this is just part of the grief and loss process of aging. And so we accept the things we can't change, and we change the things we can so we're committed to taking good care of our bodies so that we make sure they're operating ulti- you know, in an ultimate manner. We, we make sure that we get the support from health givers that we need, that we find out if there are other contributing factors. We take advantage of things that can help these issues because closeness, whether it's perfect performance 
What we want is closeness because the whole sexuality piece as to why God gave it to us is the amount of nurturing that comes from it. And they've done numerous studies as to the power of that when it is in a nurturing relationship, a nurturing, loving relationship. It helps our immunity system, strengthens our brain, we get endorphin releases, it helps to stay out of depression and anxiety, it causes us to feel secure, and it gives us so much more strength and confidence to go out into the world when we are close with someone in this way. So we want to keep that sacred, we want to keep that as safe as possible, and we want to really make sure we make it a priority in those relationships. So menopause, erectile dysfunction, low T, these things, a lack of closeness, this is especially important for women, but men can feel very disrespected and feel emotionally abused when, when they are not understood or if they are judged for performance issues or if they are not appreciated. And women can feel, have a very difficult time wanting to have sex if she feels like the only time you want to be with her is to do that. So if you're not creating that friendship piece, then that's going to directly affect how much you enjoy the sexual act, how much you enjoy that intimacy, how much you are able to perform, and how fulfilling it is. So God is always wanting us doing relationship first and sex after. Remember we said in the show yesterday, Sex is an outcome of a healthy, loving, committed relationship. It's not the creator of that relationship. So this is why sex comes on at the very end. That's why we don't start a good meal with dessert, right? Okay. So we also have one last one, and I briefly talked about this with some of the uh, young men that are now struggling with erectile dysfunction, and that is... A huge sex killer for anybody is infidelity and pornography. So I, I speak very strongly to my couples about pornography. And, and this is a, a huge problem that we have, and it directly affects performance, closeness, safety, security. Even if people think they're okay doing it, the outcome and the result does not prove it. They usually get pulled farther away. They feel worse about themselves. They feel kind of yucky about it. And so it's very important that you understand that if you're needing help, that's not the thing to do. That doesn't help. doesn't help in the long run at all. In fact, it creates a deeper hole. And infidelity needs to be healed. And I say many times to couples, if you find yourself straying or looking at other people, wishing you were with another person, actually being with another person, you need to get to a therapist immediately. And if, that, if you are thinking of straying, you need to say to yourself, I either need to get some, some help immediately and talk to my spouse, but if I actually want to do that and want, want to engage in, in um, infidelity, then I recommend that you leave, you divorce. It is far better that you divorce and take, take advantage of that, that that decree that God gave us, then you are unfaithful to another person. It destroys families worse than, than divorce does. 
So we want to be very careful about that. doesn't mean that people can't heal from infidelity. I do it all the time. But it is a very painful, costly, and long road. So don't think that you can trifle with it. You can just play with it and just do it one time. You can't undo it. Okay, enough on that. So let's talk about some very specific relationship killers. Okay, so if you have a good relationship, then much of the above sex issues can be overcome. If not, if those issues cannot be overcome, and we talked about maybe there's an injury, maybe there's uh, physiological problems, there's age, you can still enjoy one another very deeply if your relationship is, is sound. So one of the things that are very important that will kill any relationship, again, is if you reject, disrespect, refuse to understand the difference between the opposite sex. If you don't accept temperament differences, and I gave you yesterday um, the 16 Personalities website where you can take the test for free, and I recommend that you do that because we're going to be talking about temperament, and so it will be a lot more meaningful to you when you listen to the show if you've taken the test. And so if you don't accept temperament differences and you judge the introvert because they can't talk off the top of their head and they say, I need to think about it, if you judge the extrovert because they overshare, all right? If you get your feelings hurt by the person that's more thinking-oriented because they, they seem a little bit more um, harsh or they, they don't mind debating, they like a good, healthy fight, they, they are very decisive, versus, wow, what about how you feel and how I feel in this? You're not even managing the experience that I'm having with you. If you're not understanding how these different temperaments are, are created and hardwired, then you, you will end up being unnecessarily hurt, disappointed, and actually disrespecting and judging that person. And also respecting the power of love languages. Because if my love language is, um, I don't know, um, acts of service, and you keep buying me gifts because that's what you like to do, then I'm never going to really get my need truly met. I'm not going to feel seen by you. I'm not going to feel like you even know me well. So these, these things, this lack of knowledge, this lack of understanding can really damage and even kill relationships. So not letting your mate, your partner, spouse be God's problem. You just simply can't enjoy the person that he gave you because you're so focused on all the things that need to change and aren't working that you can't just simply enjoy the person and say, you know what, this is really God's business, it's really none of my business. It's my business if they want to talk to me about it and if I can help them with it. But the best way I can help God in the molding and the shaping and the completing the good work in that person is to let it be God's problem. Now, I'm not talking about harm. I'm not talking about you know, character problems. I'm talking about like idiosyncrasies, that they don't exactly look the way you want them to look, or they don't talk the way you want them to talk, or they acted kind of weird and, and they weren't on their game at the last dinner party. They're not making enough money, these types of things, okay? So third one is being controlling. This is a huge relationship killer. 
And usually if you're a controlling person, you're a needy person because you're not meeting your own needs, so you're trying to control the external world. So you're either controlling because this person doesn't look the way you want them to look, so you feel like it's making you look bad because they're a direct reflection of you. That's right, the codependency piece. Or you're controlling because you have underlying fears and anxieties that you're not addressing, so you need everything to be perfect. You're controlling because you don't feel good about yourself, Various reasons. But being controlling and oversensitive really takes a toll on intimate relationships. Another one which is similar to being controlling, which is what, where this one comes from, is that I'm always focusing on the externals. I'm focusing on the things I can't control, and I'm not addressing my own internal world, which is the things I can control. Because when I do my internal world well... I manage the external world much better. And number five, not working on my own issues. I have no personal growth. This is one of the biggest ways people grow apart. Because there's nothing new to share with another. It's not attracting the other person to you any longer. There's no new life to the relationship. So there needs to be an ongoing growth of who you are. It, there needs to be you becoming a better version of you every day. And number six, this is a, this is a, difficult, uh, a difficult one. If I'm not dealing with stress and all its subsequent reactions, I'm not dealing with my own spirituality, I'm not taking care of myself physically, and I'm not dealing well with my emotions. This is a complicated, difficult person. So... Stress can cause these other areas, spirituality, physicality, and emotionality, to be overburdened. So I need to be managing my stress. If I'm not doing a spiritual life, if I'm not taking care of me physically, intellectually, and emotionally, I will have more stress. Number seven, this is a, this is a very important one, and one that's very common in America, and that is unrealistic expectations. We need to remind ourselves that the people that we love are mortals. They are not our parents. They're not our primary caregiver, unless I am infirmed. So I need to have, un I, 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 if I have unrealistic expectations, like I should be happy and feel good all the time with them, I'm going to be let down on an ongoing basis. I'm loving a mistake-making person. I'm loving a person that is in process. I'm loving a sinful person. I'm loving someone God loves so deeply. He gave his life for that person, knowing everything about them, far more than I would ever know. Again, um, as we said, with a, a sex killer is infidelity and pornography. That will also kill a relationship emotionally, spiritually especially, and that, that's, a, that's a, another, I just really cannot stress how, how very damaging infidelity and pornography is. Number eight, you need to ask yourself, why am I in this relationship? Why am I in it? Because if I'm in it for me, for my needs, so that my life is better, that's like refusing to grow up. That's like finding a parent that you want as your boyfriend or your husband. 
So you need to, you, you want to say to yourself, if I'm unhappy with this person, maybe I'm not accepting them as immortal. I'm, I have unrealistic expectations and maybe I don't know why I'm in the relationship to begin with or I don't know why I am anymore. So number 10, this is taking things too seriously. So is it immorality or is it just dysfunction? One is a character issue. The other one is a person in process. And so we have Philippians 1.6 that God says, I am completing the good work in you until the day of Christ Jesus. You can be confident of that. So it's determining. I have to look at these things in, in levels, uh, like on a vertical level. Because if I make every single thing a moral issue, I'm going to be really controlling. So I frequently tell people, it's, you know, we have the illegal, immoral, unethical, um, lack of integrity, dangerous column. And then we have the irritating, <coughs> excuse me, I have the irritating, annoying, frustrating, disappointing column, right? Irritating, annoying, frustrating, disappointing, these are tolerable things. I don't want to tolerate illegal, immoral, unethical, dangerous. Another one is, is, this is very important, this is codependency and boundary issues. So if all of my good feelings come from you, and all of my good feelings come from taking care of you, and if you're happy, then I'm happy, and I do what you want to do because I don't want you to be unhappy or mad at me, then I'm not being an honest person in my relationship. And I'm going to be chronically anxious and let down. And I'm also going to feel lonely. Now, this may come from family of origin issues. And we've done um, shows on intimacy. We talked about apathetic versus addictive um, families. We talked about nurturing versus dysfunctional you know, uh, families or relationships. So you, you might want to go to the website and, and look under those because those shows are also very helpful with this. Another one, number 12, addictions, compulsive disorders. Compulsive disorders are things that are, are uh, you feel compelled to do, repeatedly do. You can't have it interrupted. It's like being addicted to a behavior. So this would be things like um, workaholism, gambling, sex addiction, shopaholism, yeah, religiosity. And then also we have, obviously, the substance addictions. So number 13, this is a, a very important one when it comes to your relationship and showing up as a grown-up, right? Assertiveness issues. If I haven't dealt with codependency, I'm going to actively, consistently avoid healthy conflict and, con and confrontation. This is me not doing me. I am a quote-unquote non-person, and I abandon the relationship. I'm there physically, but not otherwise. So the partner has to do both sides of the relationship because of your passivity. This can be as simple as not volunteering information, and the other has to work really hard to have a conversation with you. This, this may look like, um, you know, they say, hey, what do you want to do tonight? You say, I don't know, what do you want to do? So you're indecisive. So they always have to make the decisions. 
They have to make the final decision. They have to come up with the ideas. And you may see, think you're being a nice person. But I, I don't want you just to be a nice person. I want you to be a strong, confident, present person in your relationship. We also get uh, passive aggressiveness when we have assertiveness issues because stuff comes out sideways. So am I willing to assert myself in a healthy way so that I don't let things build up and explode? Or am I going to stay taking up space in the relationship but not giving any energy? And if I do give energy, it's usually taking it in a very passive-aggressive manner or an apathetic manner. So a big relationship killer in any relationship you may have is me not doing me. This is as in self-care. So because I won't deal with me, my spouse, significant other, my friends have to. So if I allow for abuse in my inner home, in my internal world, how am I prepared for the world of abuse and heartache outside of me? You know, have you heard the saying, hurt people hurt people? So are you continually harming yourself by not loving and caring for you? This is, this is a very, very big one. Because this is one of the ways that if the enemy can't get us to be aggressive, right, we become passive and we think we're being nice and easy to get along with. But this is, this is uh, the act of taking care of me is sacrificial. I don't want to do it either. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I, it is a responsibility that grown-ups are supposed to do. I would rather have others do it. Maybe I, maybe I want to be lazy, sloth. Maybe I don't think I deserve it or whatever. But I honor God and the other people that love me when I take care of who they love. Think, think about, you know, when, when we go out of town and we have a cat, and I depend on somebody to take care of my cat. I love this cat. We love our pet. She's, she's sweet, she's darling little, quiet, most quietest animal I've ever had. How would I feel if I came home and the person that said they were going to take care of her never showed up? Never, or, or, or she got out, and we couldn't find her. See, you honor the people in your life when you take care of the one they love. This is, this is and we're going to end on this one, because this is a really, really important one. And, and this is part of really being an adult, is being willing to take care of me so that you don't have to. So that when you do care for me that's different than taking care of me because I won't take care of myself so not taking care of you is not humility that's not what that is that's your responsibility so we're going to end there and we're going to talk we're going to finish on Monday this idea about relationship killers and I'm going to talk about the biggest the biggest relationship killer of all have a wonderful weekend I hope this was helpful thank you for all your feedback thank you for listening to the podcast 
And I, I really am going to be praying for you this weekend. God loves you so deeply, so completely, and so confidently. Have a great weekend, a safe weekend. Thanks, Jeremy. You're always awesome. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember... Be your own best version. Yeah.